Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to episode 50 of Betting with the Bears with your hosts, Matt and Puneet. Matt, we've hit a milestone. Yeah. Episode 50. 50. I can't believe we've already done 50 of these. Yeah. When we started our venture as, as little bears on episode one, and now we're full sized. Just as hairy bears, but a little overweight. I want some would say, <laughs> yeah. But it's been fun, so it's it's cool to think that we just decided to start this because we texted and and talked all day about sports and started talking about betting more. And then we're like, why don't we record it and see if anyone else wants to listen? So it's cool that we we've made it through fifty. Yeah, we made it through fifty. Even though we've had a bit of a rough patch, we're still in the positive as far as uh, our bets and the money we've made. So so far, so good. Yeah, so hopefully the next 50 we will continue to learn and grow and get some more money for you guys as well as us. But Yeah, next 50 episodes I'm feeling a 200 and 0 on our ooh, picks. Baby, I like the sound of that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but anyways, as usual, what we'll do today is uh, go through the sporting world. We'll uh, do a preview of the NFL – or sorry, the NBA game, game two of the finals. We'll go over the NFL game from last night, and then we'll provide our picks. But – uh, we will start with some trivia. Yes, and sir. This trivia is going to be in homage of our 50th episode. Oh, I like so, it. So I will. It's kind of just like a couple random questions, but it's all around the number 50. So in the NBA playoffs, there have been six players who have scored multiple 50 point games. Uh, I I don't think you'll be able to name all of them, but. Do you want to try to take a shot at it? Yeah. So didn't Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell do that this year? Yep. So that's two of them. Um, and then the other four, other the yeah, other four are like people you would expect throughout history to do it. Yeah. So I think Kobe's one. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> MJ. Yes, he did it eight times. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's the best. Uh, uh. Hmm. trying to th- let's see i know this and this is specific to the playoffs not like specific to the finals correct okay so there's three more um yeah. i mean like the I'm, obvious ones like Shaq. did he do it no he did not actually yeah i mean he doesn't shoot three so that's not that's not super super surprising i mean if you want some help i can provide a little bit of a guidance here. um is are any of them currently still in the nba no they're all legends okay all right so like Kareem? No. Close, though. Magic? No. Oh. <laughs> the team uh, is right. The Lakers? Um, yeah. I'm probably missing an, like, an obvious. Yeah, like, I mean, like this James one. James Worthy or Kareem, or not Kareem, uh, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, Will Chamberlain did it four times. Yeah, that's not surprising. Um, another another Laker legend uh, also did it Gary twice. West? Yep. And who's the last one? Give me a hint. Um, he was, when we were younger, he was one of the best scorers in the league. When we were younger, he was Tracy McGrady. No, uh, no, that was, I don't know who is it. It's not fun podcasting. Who is it? <laughs> Alan Iverson. Oh, I never would have guessed him. I should have because of the Philly connection, but he was not even close on my mind. Yeah. So then 
Yeah, I mean, it's cool, right? So, like I said, MJ did it eight, Wilt did it four, Iverson did it three times, then Jerry West, uh, Spida, and Jamal Murray all did it twice, with the last two doing it twice in, in one one series. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, did any of them do that in one series? That's what I want to know. That that was that was the insane part about, and they both did it not only in the same playoff like run, but the, literally the same playoff series. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think Jordan didn't he, he put up. Two fifty burgers against the Celtics is like the first year in playoffs. Uh, he only put up. I only think he only put up one. The sixty point game or whatever, yeah. sixty three, and then after that yeah. he didn't. Yeah. I don't think he did over fifty, but yeah, that's a fun stat. Yeah, I mean, I have I have some football ones if we want to continue the fifty trend yeah. here. We don't have a long episode planned. Let's hit me. All right, cool. So this, I mean, I think you might be able to because I knew this right off the bat, and I feel like you're a more of an encyclopedia than I am. But what uh, what fantasy football players have gotten over a fifty point per- fantasy point performance? Uh, I know Clinton Portis did it, right? Yeah, so he still has the highest of all time at fifty five point four points. Uh, didn't Michael Vick do it in the Monday Night Massacre? He uh, so it was forty nine point three points, but close. Uh <laughs> um, well, Danny they're, Tomlinson. they're all running backs, so okay. Well, Danny that, Tomlinson, um, no, he actually did not, huh? According to this list, at least, yeah, I thought he might have. Oh, as well. um, Jamal Charles, yes, Jamal Charles had yeah. one. I remember that game, half. yeah, I remember that game. It's how uh, many more are there? There are three others, uh, and I, three? these are they're pretty random, so I don't know if you'd get them. Um, was like Jonas Gray do it that one game? Mm-mm. He's not um, even on the list. I know that one game he had four t- touchdowns, but he must not have had enough yards. Um, I don't think anyone's done it. Has any, are any of them in like the past, like Jamal Charles, have anybody, has anybody done it? Uh, someone did it the year right before Jamal Charles. What Jamal Charles, uh, 2012. So. LaShawn McCoy, I don't think he did. No. He had that 200-yard game. Yeah, I don't know. Who were who they? So you have Clint Portis, who had 55 and a half. And that was in 03. And then in 2002, Sean Alexander had 53. Oh, I never would have guessed him. Um, Corey Dillon of the Bengals did it back in 97. But, of course, we're not really counting that one. And yeah. then Doug Martin. I, I remember that one. Oh, he, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Where he Muscle just exploded. Hamster. Yeah. He I had 51.2 points where he had 250 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. I, I would never would have guessed him, but I do remember that now that you mention it. Yeah. So, just fun stat, no quarterback has ever gotten a 50-burger, and Michael Vick is the highest at 49.3 points. And then, since, like, obviously there was no fantasy football back in the 90s, but Jerry Rice would have gotten 52.5, where he had a 13-catch, 225-and-five receiving touchdown game. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's cool, but yeah, I mean, I, I was like, well, let me try to find some questions here about the number fifty, and and these are the two things that I found. So it was fun, though. I liked it. Yeah, that's cool. The fantasy one is fun. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So uh, to go over yesterday, the recap, we uh, were two and two, uh, better than our our two consecutive one and three days, but um, not where still we not good be. enough. Yeah. Yeah. So our our dog hit and our. Uh, what was it? The player, game, prop. player prop. Sorry, hit with um, what's his face? The running back, yeah, uh, Melvin Gordon. Yep. And um, then our dog with the Broncos won. Although our two soccer picks for lock and game prop did not. Yeah, the frustrating thing is when we were talking over our locks, we had three that we were looking at, and the other two hit in the Dodgers and Sevilla. 
And the game prop, the other one of one of the other ones we were looking at hit, and that was the team Sevilla was playing Levante Adams under 0.5 goals. So at least our honeypot did well, so we can some somewhat salvage it. But uh, since we only officially go off our picks, yeah, two and two, not great. But after a two one, one and three days, um, you know, we'll we'll take the positive momentum. Yeah, progress. Exactly. So hopefully today we'll go into the weekend. I think honestly we knock on wood we've we've been pretty decent in football so I, I think that i'm hoping that trend continues here yeah i've had my best individual days on nfl sundays for sure me too i'm gonna stop putting so much money on stupid stuff and focus more on football going forward yeah yeah me too it's just tough that it's only on only on sunday so yeah whatever can't scratch the itch but gotta do what you gotta do exactly so yeah just a, a quick recap then around the sporting world so um, the only game for soccer today is in Liga Liga One for France, and that's PSG plays the Angers. Ang- yeah, the, it's the interesting Angers. Game. I don't know. But, the Mad, the Mads. Yeah, the Avengers. Um, but the they are PSG is minus one thousand one hundred and fifteen favorites. So uh, I don't know. This might be a close game <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. So unfortunately, that doesn't meet our lack of the day criteria. Uh, in, in a past life, it would have, but just missed. Yeah, just we are we are so <laughs> close. Um, but P, I mean, like aside from the crazy odds, are two and a half goal favorites. And honestly, uh, that's fine. I would take that. I might put some lettuce on that. They so the PSG they've never lost to this team. The last time they played, they won four zero. Um, PSG started slow when they lost their first two games. But that was when they had like their Neymar and Mbappe were both out with Rona and they're both back now. Um, and since, and those are the only two goals. So they both, they lost their first two games, one, nothing. And they haven't given up a goal since. So they, there's zero goals in their past three games. Um, obviously your defense is playing well. They're shutting people out and they got their two forwards back. Um, Neymar is questionable with the calf injury, but he should play. So uh, two and a half goals is a lot in soccer, but I'm pretty comfortable with that. And then if you don't want to, like that, that spread because it's too high. Take the angers under 0.5 goals because PSG hasn't given up a goal in three games, and the angers are kind of just one of the worst teams in the league one. So I'd be I'd be comfortable with that. But yeah, it's a some interesting some high spread there. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming they're going to be pretty angers after this game as well. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, then just to, again the recap so. Yesterday we had the Arsenal Liverpool over two and a half, and it was zero zero to end yeah. the game. Yeah, they literally no team scored, so that was tough. <laughs> uh, and a team that's averaged over five over five goals in their, I think it was like twelve contests. Tough zero zero is not what you like to see, but um, in the actual cup, Arsenal beat Liverpool zero uh, zero. So they'll be moving on in the EFL Cup, but yeah, zero zero. That's not great. Yeah, and our logic yesterday was, oh well, there are going to be some subs in and stuff so they'll definitely that definitely means opening scoring much or much more but we should have taken the other logic where new players means they're not as good meaning they're probably not going to score but yeah yeah. i was thinking that like defenses wouldn't be as good but yeah you're right it was it was the exact opposite of that that's all right it happens so yeah we'll move on yep so then we'll go over some mlb playoffs here the Athletics, they moved on. Uh, they they wanted a sweep there in their series, and that was – I was actually kind of uh, surprised, though, that they – No, that they, was that was, two that was two one. one. Sorry, that was 2-1 because uh, Giolito. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the, the White Sox were actually winning the game yesterday for, for a good chunk of it, and then the A's just stormed back and, and then took the lead kind of yeah, later. Blew it open. Yeah, and then it was just no contest. But um, I think we – the A's were favored in the series, weren't they? 
Yeah, so this was the one that was funny because the White Sox Giolito were favored. was favored in game one. Yeah, so yeah, the White Sox were favored in game one, but the Athletics were favored in the series. Yeah, so and good for them. Hey, yeah, Vegas had that right. Yeah. So then another one, the Braves, they move on. This is the first that time one, they've won a, a series in a while. In a, yeah, that one was a sweep. Yeah, so good for them. Um, represent the NL East. We'll see uh, what happens with the Cubs and Marlins because uh, they were delayed yesterday, so so they'll play game two tonight with Marlins having the 1-0 lead chance to sweep tonight. Well, we'll see. I don't I don't really know if that'll happen, but Matt, you, you're not a big fan of the Cubs bats, so. Yeah, Cubs blow. Um, yeah, and the Marlins are somehow after all, like tanking and just not pre- even trying to win, they managed to have a winning record and probably going to win in the playoff series. Yeah, so or we'll a, win a playoff series, but yeah, yeah it's the same. And then, the same pitch. I was gonna say the same pitchers that were supposed to pitch yesterday. It just same thing, just tonight instead of yesterday. Yeah. So six toes. Him and all of his six toes will be on the mound for the Marlins, yeah. and and hopefully moving on. Uh, but yeah, then the Dodgers. They they won obviously. Kershaw looked good. Thirteen Ks last night, and just like we said, it's too early for him to blow it, and and for real playoff Kershaw to come out. So we'll we'll, we'll check that out in the next series or or the CS if they make it. Um, Padres, good for them for their bats to come alive yesterday. Uh, they looked like they were toast. They were down six to five to one and six to two, and then they just came back in a big way, and uh, their bats really helped them out. Uh, yeah, good. No, Tatis hit two home runs. Will Myers hit two home runs. Manny Machado hit a home run. That's exactly what you want to see from the Padres, especially because their top two starting pitchers are out. So yeah, and I mean they're um, yep good. Well, no, I was just gonna say they're if they can get past this round, they have to win tonight. Um, maybe they'll get those two back for the next round of the playoffs, and then they could really do some damage. Yeah, I mean, if they do get out of this round, they're playing the Dodgers in the next round, which was my upset. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they get out of there because I do think if they get their pitching, starting pitching back and, and are in the DS, I think that series will be probably one of the more fun series of of the whole slate. Yeah, and I really like the Padres, so I, I hope they can they, they can close it out tonight. Yeah. So then just a note, uh, no runs in the first inning were three run, three and one yesterday, so – uh, the first day they were, I think, also three and one. All, yeah, three and one. Yesterday they were three and one. The day, uh, what was it? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday it was really bad. I think yeah, was Wednesday like, was two and six. The first yeah. two hit, and then the last six did not. Yeah, so it's something to monitor. It, it seems like it's a decent. I guess what is that now? Um, six and eight then, or no, it's eight and eight then. So you, yeah, you, eight and eight. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we'll see how that goes moving forward. Yeah, you figure the later this year the playoffs go, that is when the better pitchers will. Well, so that that should hit more often than not. Uh, right. It's just a just a weird day when it went two and six. But um, I mean the, the the logic that we had the the one we did pick with our game prop was oh two stud pitchers, but that's when Bieber decided to blow. So obviously there's risk in there, but yeah, they, the no runs first inning should hit more often than not. Yeah, so I think that's all for baseball, honestly. Yeah, so we got two games tonight. Cubs, Marlins, and Padres, Cardinals. Correct. Who you got in those? I think the Marlins beat the Cubs, and I think the Padres beat the Cardinals. Cool. So I'm going to go the opposite, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, so rivalry week. Yeah, I guess we're rivalry day. Yeah, rivalry day. Baseball specific. (laughs) Yeah, which we both know nothing about. So, hey, at least since we're split on both, one of us is going to be – we're going to – we have to be right on them both. We're going to see who's right on. One of them, yeah. We could, yeah. I mean, we could go. Yeah, I mean, it could be happen any. We could go two and zero. We could go one and one, and we can go zero and two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's hope for a two and zero day. Yeah. So then, moving on. Then we have 
we can go over the NFL game since that's that was last night, and then we'll look to the NBA game. So uh, the toilet bowl was not actually that much of a toilet bowl. Um, it was actually it, a really was, fun game. <laughs> it was entertaining, the Jets and Broncos. Um, it was, yeah, your typical Thursday night weirdness. And at this point, I, I feel like we should maybe start to expect when it looks like a toilet bowl that the offenses probably might do a little better than expected. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's why my that was the exact logic why I picked the over yesterday. It was like it's a Thursday night game. It's just both these teams blow. It's just going to be weird. And they ended up having, I think, what like almost fifty over fifty points between the three of them or between the two of them. So yeah, it was it was over um it was over sixty. Yeah, what was the final score like 37, 28? 28, Yeah, yeah, just just a wild game. Um, Smooch and Sammy Darnold. He we, we didn't officially pick him, but he hit that over on literally the like the first drive of the game when he had like that sixty four. That crazy touchdown run, I think 64 yards, something like that. It was 46, um, 46. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm dyslexic. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, either way, his over-under rushing was like nine and a half. Um, so, he hit that. And the Jets' offense, I mean, like, the Broncos' defense is terrible, but this is the best they've moved the ball probably in Adam Gase's career. Yeah, I mean, he still looked lost, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it, one one good thing is that, so our, our Melvin prop hit, like we talked about, uh, he, he played very well. He had two touchdowns, 105 rushing yards, I believe. Um, and uh, that was nice to, to get that win there. One thing is that the Jets said that they're not going to fire Gase after last night's loss. So I love it. That means we get him for another week. And next week they play the Cardinals. So that, that should be just a absolute bloodbath. Yeah, and that's actually I, – I think that the, the spread, depending on how the Cardinals do this weekend, that might not be that big of a spread. Yeah, it could be it could be reasonable because the Cardinals, people are kind of down on them after losing last week. But, yeah, um, but yeah Adam Gase, I, sometimes I just wonder if he's even trying to win. Uh, I mean, I love Frank Gore and everything he's done, but he rushed the ball 13 times for 30 yards. That, that, those are his stats. <laughs> like, that's less than – obviously less than three yards of carry. That's 2.3. And at one point are you just like, you know what, this maybe isn't working. We should probably stop running Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, he's he is 500 years old, so you would think that he's going to break down. But he actually looks the same now as he did 40 years ago. So um, it, it's weird that that guy doesn't age. His legs might age, but he uh, his like face and body have not. Yeah, aged he does. Bit. He doesn't age at all. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you feel bad for him because he's like everybody loves Frank Gore, but he's just rotting on the Jets and they're like terrible offensive line, and he's not going to create yards any out of anything. So. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if Adam Gates is even trying to win. Yeah, and then on the Denver side, um, got to give some props to Brett Rippon. Um, so he's uh, the nephew of uh, the Washington's Mark Rippon, and yep. so I, I was I was happy to see him play. Um, but yeah, I mean he it was his first start. Um, he looked pretty good. I mean he had that rough pick, pick six, and then he he also threw that really stupid interception in the beginning of the game where he should have just thrown it out into the bleachers and he decided to throw it on a line down the, down the sideline, which made no sense to me. But um, yeah, I mean, for first, first start, it, it was decent. I was impressed with what he did. He had some pretty good plays. Jerry Judy, what a, what a catch that, that yeah. he had in the first quarter he, where he mossed that mossed. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Rippin had a, a weird game because he like made some really good throws um, but then he like the three interceptions he threw were so bad. Like, yeah, they, I know they lose to literally any other team aside from the Jets. Yeah, so it was like a very like hit or miss game because he like like I said he made some really good throws and some great plays. But then like you throw three picks like that, you're almost always losing. But not against the Jets, you're not. Nope. I wish the Washington football team could play the Jets every week because they would yeah, they'd be sixteen and zero. Yeah, yeah, they would never lose. Even the yeah. Eagles would beat the Jets. 
Yeah. So, I mean, good game. I'm excited. That that makes me feel good about the rest of this weekend. Get get football weekend started off on a good foot there. Yeah, you get the worst game of the week over on a Thursday, and it ended up being a pretty fun game. Yeah, exactly. So then, now let's move on to the NBA. Yeah, so Lakers Heat. Um, Lakers are nine and a half point favorites. They're minus 500. The Heat are plus 380. The over-under is uh, 217. And this one, it just it really sucks for the Heat. Uh, Bam and Dragic out is probably a death sentence. Uh, I think they're both technically – or no, Dragic is listed as out. Bam is listed as doubtful. So, obviously, we doubt that he's going to play. Um, two starters out is really tough for a team to overcome in the NBA Finals, or let alone anywhere, but especially in the NBA Finals, obviously. Especially, like, someone like Bam, who is just a linchpin of that team on offense and defense. It's tough. It's yeah, like I said, it's probably a death sentence. You know, one thing I want to check up on, and maybe we can revisit it when we record our Saturday pod. Uh, just quick, since I know it's all football on Saturday, but w- <sighs> minus five hundred is ridiculous for an NBA Finals. I I'm curious to know what the largest spread was for an NBA Finals game, but yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, it it does suck for the Heat. Um, you know, I, it, it's tough. I mean. It feels like the all the like excitement of this series has now been just sucked out of it because of the injuries and um, it, minus five hundred. That pretty much is telling you that Vegas is like, there's no way that this team is going to lose. And and at this point, you know, we were we were wrong with our game one pick, but we're not going to be wrong here that the Lakers will win. I think they cover nine and a half, but that is a lot. So um, I, I I mean it's. It is what it is. If you want to take it, take it. If, if you don't, that's too much, then that's fine. But I think they'll win in cover here. Yeah, I agree. I just It's such a crushing blow losing those two players. Um, the Heat are like a tough, greedy team, but they rely on Bamps so much on, on defense and on offense. Uh, Drogic was the leading scorer on offense. Um, and I think that someone like LeBron, he's not going to let the Lakers kind of co- like coast thinking that the Heat are, oh, they're out, their players will be fine. Um, like LeBron's most blood in the water. He knows that he's close to getting his fourth ring. First with the Lakers. I don't think that he's going to he's gonna let his team not come out with a lot of energy. Yeah, I mean, you saw it in game one when they were still up by like 20, 30, whatever it was, and the rest of the team was celebrating. He was like, shut that shit up. Like, we're, we're not done. We haven't won anything. Like, don't celebrate just yet. Yeah, that was cool to see because, like, the, yeah, they were celebrating because they beat the crap out of them. Uh, they – and the LeBron was like, nope, that's not happening. He shut that shit down quick. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, they they were like you know off a timeout coming off the court and, and real excited and stuff. And you just see LeBron straight faced and being like, "What are you celebrating? Like this is one game. It doesn't matter." So that's cool. I like the the leadership in LeBron there, and um, you know the the discipline and all that stuff. I mean, we are LeBron. We're we're LeBron stands. So I guess that <laughs> that plays a part. If this was somebody else, you'd be like, "Come on, like have some fun. You guys won." But. <laughs> LeBron can do yeah. no wrong in my eyes, so it's okay. I, I'm cool with it. Um, so I looked up the uh, largest point spread in NBA Finals history. So the, la- the last time there was a team that had a bigger spread than this it was actually not that long ago. It was Golden State against the Cavs, 2018 game one. Th- so that was- I was literally about to say, has LeBron ever been this big of an underdog before in a game? Because, I mean, like, yeah, obviously it would be Golden State, but – I don't know, like, can you really count out LeBron like that? Those two years you could when they got KD, when the Golden State got KD. I guess. I mean, they both won, they swept one series, they won the other series 4-1. to one. Yeah, but, like, were the games all blowouts is my question. 
the first game of the 2018 series was the overtime, the 50 yeah. point overtime game. Right. Every right. other game was just an absolute blowout. And then in game in the other series, <clears throat> in the series 17, the Katie's first year, um, I think game three was close. And that's when, when Katie hit that like FU three over LeBron mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the last seconds of the game. And every other game was a blowout. Yeah. And then prior to that, the only other game that's had a double digit spread was the game one of the 2001 finals between the Lakers and the Sixers. And that was the step over game. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. The the Sixers actually won that game. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me wonder when you see these big of spreads, like, is it reactionary to how they played yesterday or uh, Wednesday night? And it's, you know, they might cover, but I don't know. I don't want to, I I don't want to touch it. I don't want to talk about it. One thing I do want to talk about though, in the NBA is Mr. Matthew Barry, how do you feel about the the Sixers hiring Doc Rivers? Well, that's not an NBA Finals, so um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't know. When's the last time a, a coach has been fired from multiple stops and then landed somewhere and and was good in any sport ever? Uh, I'm I'm almost always going to be against a, a a retread head coach, especially one like Doc who's been around forever. Like you're not getting anything new or exciting from Doc. You know exactly what you're getting, and he's a fine coach. Like if the Sixers were like trying to go from like mediocre to good. That's a different story, but they made the playoffs three years in a row. They were the three seed two years in a row. And then last year they were, they're not there this, this past year, they were the six seed, but like the, where the Sixers are is like, I think Doc's ceiling, like he, he's not going to have the talent that he had in Boston and obviously not the talent that he had in the Clippers. So like, what are we even doing here? I, I don't know. It's just boring of the three names of Doc, D'Antoni and Lou. He was probably my favorite, but, the process in general, I did not trust. That, that's a process I did not trust. So, yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask. I, what... I'm not a fan. I, of the three people they looked at, it's fine. But, like, the, the overall, like, what they're trying to do with their coaching, coaching search, I think is really dumb. Just, like, try to find the next, like, hotshot assistant, like the, the, the Spolstra or the Brad Stevens, I guess, came from college. But, like, just find an up-and-coming coach because, like, either you're going to be muddled in mediocrity, which is what they're going to be, you're gonna, or you're going to hit on a really good coach like even like Nick nurse, like some assistant that like has been like, has been doing his time, biding his time and ready for the next step. I would much rather take the swing on that and risk being below average than just hire someone similar to doc rivers. That's just a boring retread head coach that, you know, exactly what you're going to get. And that's not going to be anything better than, I don't know what second round playoff exit. Yeah, that's true. So would, if there was one coach that you could pick, who do you think you'd, who would want for Philly? Like, like who's available? Um, I guess well, like out of the people, not out of the three that were like contending, but I guess just in general where there, I know there, there had to have been names where you were like, yeah, that's okay. intriguing. No, like, I wasn't sure if you were asking like, if you could choose one coach, what would it be? Or like one realistic coach. So yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. Take what you I want. Would, I would have loved to have Jay, Jay Wright and they tried to get him. Did they? Yeah. That he, uh, but no, they said, uh, Ray was like, I'm staying. And I, I don't know why the hell Jay Wright would have accepted that job anyways. He's got such a cushy job in Villanova. I know. Where Some of those everybody... college coaches where they just have the ultimate, like, job and why would they leave? Yeah. And the, and the only reason why is just if it's a pride thing for him. But he's, like, he's making cake at Villanova. He's got a great team. He, they're always going to be good. Right. And if he, he goes – he's going to – and then if he goes to the Sixers, which is just like an utter train wreck of an organization uh, – and. I don't know why he would do that, and obviously he didn't. So that would be my—I would have loved to get Jay Wright. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but whatever. The Sixers are going to be between the five and the or the six and the three seed, and they're never going to meet amount to anything. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, but uh, a 
okay, so I think that that wraps up most of our segment. Now we're just going to go on to the picks of the day. Yeah, uh, just for the game itself, we both have Lakers winning, covering, and I'm choosing the over of 217. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think I'll pick the overs. Uh, yeah, I'll pick the over. 217's a lot, but yeah. It was it was basically going to hit until like the fourth quarter when the Lakers just put, took everybody out. I think it yeah. ended at 216, something 215. like that, yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it'll go over, but uh, more confident in the Lakers covering. Yes, me too. All right. So, yeah, so picks of the day. Um, none of the money lines we were looking at were within our, our updated um, that uh, updated risk of whatever we want to label it as. So, one thing, an interesting way we were thinking of getting the Lakers as a lock without taking the minus 500 money line was just to take the spread but to buy some points. So, um we decided on taking them Lakers at minus six and the odds on that are minus 200. So it's within our minus 300 threshold, but it's also a game where that we're confident in the Lakers winning. Yeah. I, I like this one. I, I, we, we kind of paid attention to the points because although we both like the spread them to cover the spread at nine and a half, that is a lot of points. Um, and we were hoping we're not being too reactionary to how Miami played game one and how the Lakers played in game one. So that's why we figured, okay, let's kind of take a happy medium here. And we took the six points because again, we, I think everyone in the world expects the Lakers to win. It's just a matter of how much. And I think six is a, is a pretty good spot there. Yeah. 100% agree. And not only are, is it like the, the heat look bad in game one, but they're also missing 40% of their starting lineup. So it's Correct. like a, it's like a double-edged sword. I right. think that's the wrong term. It's, um, it's bad for the heat. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> very, very bad. Yeah, bad, real bad. Um, for dog <laughs> of the day, there's, since there's only four games that really are going on, and we're definitely not taking the heat. I don't think we're going to take the angry birds against PSG. So their only option were the Marlins and the Cardinals. Yeah, um, and, and the Marlins was the same logic as yesterday that you mentioned and, and why we had them as an option. And It's because you think that the Cubs – batting is just awful um and then you I don't, think that the stats back up that the cubs hitting is awful i yes. don't think it the numbers sure. tell me that yes so you said you know, <laughs> after looking at the numbers that they're they're hitting blows. Yeah. but um and and we have um you know the the six-toed pitcher going out for them so um who could also be very very good but at the on the flip side he he's still young enough to the point where he could get blown up pretty quickly um yeah, but then on the card side, yeah, that that one's tough for me. Uh, I'm kind of leaning slightly cards at this point because um, if it weren't for that just offensive barrage by the Padres, then they would have swept yesterday. Um, and they have uh, Jake Flattery going tonight, and and he's a pretty good pitcher. He had one really bad game uh, where he let up nine earned runs, and that ballooned his ERA. Otherwise, he would have had a three, probably a sub three ERA. Uh, we didn't do the full calculations on that but he probably would have had a sub three ERA had he had it not been for that that nine run game um so i i'm leaning cardinals but what what say you yeah uh this is where we uh disagreed in their original when we talked about baseball because i personally am, am leaning the cardinals um i mean the logic of if the padres bats didn't wake up then they would have like the cardinals would have swept you could say the same thing about game one where it's like the if the cardinals bats didn't like explode, then the Padres would have won. Um, the the main difference in the series is like the Padres would have won if they had their two starting pitchers. So yeah, the, the, like the 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 Padres were probably higher favorites than they should have been going into this series. But I just think they have a significantly better roster, and when they showed that yesterday. So Jack Flaherty is not a bad pitcher, but neither was Adam Wainwright. And not only did they tattoo him, but when he came out, they just unloaded on the bullpen. Um, and I can see the same thing happening. Again, so if Jack and Flaherty could have a good start, 
but it, it could also not matter when they get to the bullpen event because eventually it, it will. Um, so I think that the Padres win. I'm more comfortable in the Padres winning than the Cubs winning. So if I were to choose one, I would lean Marlins. But we we can have a disagreement and we can have and we can choose our different dogs if you want to have some semblance of rivalry week. Sure, let's do it. Or should we or should we just agree on one? Because no, I'm not. Good. I mean, I'm not really confident in either of them. So yeah, we yeah, can. Uh, all right. I. So, so Panito go Cardinals, and I will go Marlins. Cool. And then I guess I don't know how we'll calculate that. As, as far as our again, we'll just have five picks for the day. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So player prop. Uh, there is a lot here that we are looking at. Um, I know what we. This is this is kind of my vote, but I like the Tyler Hero over twenty eight and a half points, rebounds, assists. Um, but there's some other ones we're looking at that I don't know if you wanted to talk through, if you wanted to put in your opinion. Yeah, so just a few that we have. Mostly are, are obviously going to be um, around the NBA game. We have um, LeBron over 47.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I personally like the under on that one. I don't think he's going to go that crazy. Um, I don't think he'll need to. And clearly this is the Anthony Davis show. And I think that that trend's going to continue, especially with Bam out. So I think LeBron will just continue to be like the the floor leader and the the floor general, and and do what he needs to do and be a playmaker. But I don't think he'll need to take over the game like he did, you know, in in um, the Western Conference Finals with uh, Game Six there, where he just went absolutely bananas because he was like, "All right, like I don't want to play another game here. Let's get to the finals." But with this one, I think he's just going to let AD take the game and I honestly think AD is going to win the the finals MVP here as well. Um but then yeah, Tyler Hero t- over 20 20 and a half points rebounds assists. I like that as well. Um you know, I'm a little iffy about it, but the Heat are bound to bounce back. Um I mean, they, there's no way that they're not going to shoot as well as – they're not going to shoot like the way they did in game one. I think they're definitely going to bounce back from that performance. Um, Tyler Hero has been a big catalyst on uh, many of their games, and, and obviously Goran Dragic being out, he's going to have to assume a, a bigger load. He'll probably end up starting um, with, and taking Dragic's spot, and then Bam being out too. I think that opens up more sh- outside shooting, which obviously is Tyler Hero's bread and butter. Um, then you have LeBron over nine and a half rebounds, which I think is possible, especially with Bam out. Jay Crowder, same logic. He's over two and a half threes and Duncan Robinson over two and a half threes. Obviously they'll be shooting more. Um, AD over 29 and a half. That one's a little tough for me. Um, it's so high. It is. It's really high. Um, and then a couple others are, are you Darvish over six and a half K's and six toes over three and a half. Yeah, so a couple things. To the LeBron point, um, so everyone, it's kind of universally agreed that LeBron had a really good game one. And I mean, he almost had a triple-double. He had 25 points, but he still did not have over 47.5 points, rebounds, assists. It was at 47. Right. Um, 25 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Nobody's saying that's a bad game, but that just proves how high that number is. So the only really way he could get that is if he scores over 30, which I don't think either of us are predicting in a, no. in a series where he doesn't have to or – where AD has a better a better matchup, so LeBron the, the LeBron under I like um, the over nine and a half rebounds I also like because it, I mean in this past five six games he's had he's had double digit rebounds four times in the game he didn't or one of the games he didn't he had nine so he's kind of hovered around that and the game the game other game he didn't was game one against Denver when they absolutely just completely blew them out and he played he played the fewest fewest minutes he played in any playoff game at thirty one so. Probably would have 
if he had just played longer. So that one I like. Uh, the two and a half threes for Crowder and Duncan, like you said, I agree with the logic there. Uh, like Bam out is really, really hurts them. But if they assuming we're kind of assuming they're going to start the centaur, uh, Kelly Olenek, which opens the floor for spacing because he can shoot. So that'll just mean more shots. And I think that they know that the only way they can really beat them is if they have crazy hot shooting. So they're going to try and shoot a lot. Um, and then the AD over 29 and a half points. I mean, he put up 34 yesterday. They don't really have an answer for him. So honestly, all of the ones that you've mentioned, I like, uh, if I had to vote, I would vote Tyler hero because 28 and a half, I mean, he could score, he could score over that in points alone. He had 37 against the Celtics that one game. And, um, I think they're like, like you said, they're going to need him to do a lot more. He's going to have to take more of a scoring load and more of a dis- distributor distributor role. I don't know. I had such struggle to say that. <laughs> um, so we'll have to, and, he, and he always gets a lot of rebounds. Like he hovers between four to eight rebounds a game. So tell here was my vote. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Let's, let's some solidarity here. I'll, we'll, we'll go with Tyler hero over. Okay, cool. And then for the game prop, um, the heat total is at 103.5, and we can kind of see arguments both ways. Um, under, just because like they're gonna, it's going to be tough to score without Bam and Dragic. But they play at a faster pace with them out, and like we said, they're going to be shooting a lot more. So that, that could also go over, so we don't really have a strong pick there. So I think the one that we like here is the first half over 111. Yeah, um, so the heat will probably play at a faster pace because Dragic, you know, he, he likes to slow the pace down a little bit. And then Bam, obviously, taking a big man off the court. Um, it, the, the pace will increase. Um, and then on top of that, on the flip side, the Lakers, they, I mean, they, they're shooting very efficiently. I think at this point, I, I'm not saying that they're going to have the same, you know, 11, three pointers in the first half, like they did last game, but, um, it, I think one eleven is definitely doable for, for this game today. So I, I like that over. Yeah. I mean, it hit in the first, the first game and that was with the heat only putting up 20 points in the second quarter. Uh, and after putting up 28 in the first five and a half minutes. So even if the Lakers, I think that the safe, this is a safe play because even if the Lakers don't shoot as well, I think they're going to have a much easier time scoring inside without Bam there. Yeah. So they can still shoot poorly and this could still hit. Yeah. So um, the only other one we really wanted to mention was a no runs first inning and the Cubs Marlins, but baseball's two hit or miss. And while they are still two stud pitchers, uh, one of them is so young that you never know. He could just implode with the Marlins. Yeah, it's, it's possible, but we will say that all the other ones we talked about, we're throwing into our honeypot, so we will be monitoring them and see how we do there. Yeah, so we'll start tracking the honeypot a little more closely as well. But to confirm our official picks, uh, lock, Lakers minus six. Dog of the day, we're splitting it. I'm going with the Marlins. Puneet is going with the Cardinals. Uh, the player prop is Tyler Hero over 28 and a half. Uh, points, rebounds, assists. And the spread on – or sorry, the odds on that are minus 110. The odds on the Lakers is minus 200. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Um, they haven't released the odds yet for the Cardinals game because the Padres pitcher is undecided. So we'll update that on social. Um, and then the game prop is the heat oh, first, or sorry, the, the game first half over 111. Yeah. So that, uh, that, that wraps up everything for today. So thanks everyone. We're, we're, uh, we appreciate everyone listening in and, and getting to episode 50 with us. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll be with us when we hit our next 500 million episodes. So, um, you know, we, we appreciate it and, and love the support and love the love. Um, but with that, uh, enjoy today's games. Enjoy the NBA finals. Happy betting, happy watching. And, uh, we will check back in tomorrow with the NFL preview, but until then bears out peace.